Hello divine souls, Jamila Bernie here with Becoming the Big Me. I'm so excited for this special segment of the Becoming the Big Me podcast. This section of the podcast is dedicated towards sharing the stories of conquest for some incredible individuals. They are also featured in my latest book, Becoming the Big Me, The Great Conquest. In this section of the podcast, we will dive deep into each of their stories and their journeys and their hardships from addiction, PTSD, loss of loved ones and children. This segment of the podcast is dedicated towards sharing their stories and and sharing their journeys, not only of the hardships, but sharing how they overcame. To learn more about the authors behind the stories that you are going to hear, go to thegreatconquest.com. And if you would like to purchase a copy of The Great Conquest book, you can go to bit.ly slash greatconquest. And without further ado, let's dive into the amazing journeys. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Becoming the Big Me podcast. I'm your host, Jamila Bernie, and I'm so excited. I have a very special guest with me here today as a part of our uh, Overcoming Obstacles series on the Becoming the Big Me podcast. Jenny Emerson is with me today. Hello, Jenny. Jenny is a transitions life coach. She helps individuals navigate change without sleepless nights and worry-filled days. Prior to being a life coach and licensed psychotherapist for 12 years, Jenny served in the corporate setting as a trainer of leadership and organizational development, sales representative, and as a marketing agent. But Jenny's journey hasn't always been easy, and there have been so many obstacles that she has had to navigate through to get to where she is today. Jenny's navigated her own significant life changes, including the death of a fiance, moving halfway across the country alone, and an ever-evolving career. She now resides in Nashville, Tennessee, where she's a lover of live music and a pet enthusiast, and she gets to help others on their life transitions as well. Thank you so much for coming, Jenny. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yay, I am just so excited to hear a little bit about your backstory because you guys, Jenny has a very powerful story of overcoming and and she really took that obstacle by the horns and it has led her into her purpose and her passion of serving and what she's doing today. So Jenny, can you just can you just like bring us back into your history a little bit so we can understand what made you to how you got here today? Sure. So, um, my, my growth path, my life journey has, um, evolved around mostly around a significant love and loss and in career, believe it or not, is tied into that as well. So I'm one of those girls that I dreamed of being married young. I wanted to be married by 26. I wanted a baby at 30, 33, 36, and 39. I had the fantasy going, you know, I was going to have 
the husband was going to have this certain kind of career and he was going to coach their soccer teams and he was going to do this and that. And I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. I was going to make all these wonderful things happen for our family. My kids were going to participate in every sport, every dance, every, you know, basket weaving thing they ever dreamed of doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and life did not give me that. I did not um, meet the love of my life until 39. And uh, for all the women out there, you know, that number 40 haunts us sometimes. And so during this time when I'm looking and searching and all this kind of stuff, I was like, okay, this must not be what's going to happen for me. I have to focus on my career. What am I going to do? And so um I was involved in the corporate world and um, moved up the career ladder really fast. I totally changed careers from being the corporate trainer was the last kind of corporate type job that I held. I went from that to being a licensed massage therapist, totally, you know, totally opposite Um, and two different worlds um, and moved, you know, numerous times all by myself, doing it on my own. And then finally, uh, when I was here in Nashville, reconnected with an old friend from high school and through Facebook, the infamous Facebook, you know, and so we dated for a while. I knew he had some health problems and I knew there would be a heart transplant along the way, but I was young and committed and determined and we were going to get through that transplant. There's a year of healing, uh, major healing the following year after that surgery. And then we were going to move forward and life didn't work that way. Um, within just a few months after the transplant, his body rejected the heart and, uh, he passed away. So here I am at this tender age of 39 is the way I like to describe it. And he's gone. And, um, it was my love. It was, it was my dream. And, um, and then it was also this just wonderful human being that I had known for so many years that I lost. And, you know, I had to face 40 coming around and face the fact there was a very strong chance I would never get to give birth. There goes those four kids and all the soccer tournaments, you know, and, um, and I didn't know what would be about marriage. And maybe eventually down the road, I could, you know, fall in love again, but the kid thing was overwhelming. And so, um, once again, I poured back into my career, like, okay, if love isn't going to happen, it's going to be all about my career and what has evolved in the, um, now 10 years, um, August 23rd, actually 10 years. Um, I'm at a point now where I can have a wonderful career and help others do likewise and have a balance of love and joy and family and, um, you know, social life and all those kinds of things. And so that's kind of what I've used to help my clients today. So there's my backstory. Okay. So when, when you first met your fiance, you were, you were in the corporate world at this moment? Um, when, when we first, we had met in high school, met, but when, when we first started dating at that point, I was, um, a massage therapist and I was getting my master's in, uh, marriage and family therapy. And so, um, 
yes, I've also been a licensed therapist as well. <laughs> um, and so, and I was at the, you know, I was in grad school at that time. Okay. And, and y'all worked together too, too long before you embarked on this transplant journey together. Yes, it was very soon within our relationship. And um, we just went at it as a team. Yeah, and I know that that must have been extremely challenging to navigate um, going through that with someone that you loved. Can, can you kind of let us in on some of the emotions that you were feeling during this time? Um, when we first got, you know, when we were dating and when we got engaged and, and when we were together, it was just this excitement, this pure joy, you know, this uh, there's some of this, oh, it's finally happened. And then it's, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's him. You know, we were friends in high school. Neither one of us thought it could ever be. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's really him. And we're doing this together. And um, it was, he was the sweetest, most tender man. And he, his humor was very intelligent. I, I loved his sense of humor. And I would never tell him this, but there were oftentimes I'd have to go look up and research stuff after he said something <laughs> so that I could fully get it. Cause he was so sharp. He was an attorney. And, um, and so we, we share all these laughs. We share all this time together. We share this sense of, you know, yes, we're getting married a little later in life, but we're going to do this life thing together. And then his body just didn't cooperate. And I remember that night coming back home uh, from the hospital and he wasn't with me. And I remember standing in the closet and I was like, oh my God, he's, he's not going to put these clothes back on. Mm. And like, he's never going to turn around. I'm looking at the bed. I'm like, he's never going to be in this bed again. And I, you know, I just walked through the, our home, just looking at all these different things. And it was just like, it was this level of shock that like hit the pit of my stomach. And I just was like, I can't believe this has happened. Um, I remember, I remember leaving the hospital and we were heading home. My family was with me and they were taking me home. And driving by a gas station and people were pumping gas and I wanted to roll down the window and yell at them, what are you doing? Don't you know the world just ended? How can you just be pumping gas? And it, you know, it's just their everyday life. They didn't know what was going on with me in a, in, you know, in a random car on the street. Mm -hmm. But I just remember this, it was just so shocking and just so it, like a gut punch and I just couldn't believe everybody else's life was going to go on and his was gone and I felt like mine was ended I may still physically be alive but my life felt like it had ended and it can feel like that when you are experience a loss so, so how did you navigate that um, a lot of self-work. <laughs> um, I'm a, I, of course, you know, being a licensed marriage and family therapist, I'm a big believer in therapy. 
I'm also, I have had coaches. I, um, spiritual director. I had a circle of friends that came together and I call them my angels. And it's as if their angel wings all came together and I got to land right there in the middle of them. And they nurtured me. They cared for me. They let me talk about it. They let me not talk about it. Um, and that was, that was a huge aspect of it. But then my own work was um, the other huge aspect in that I had to go through the process of getting to a place of acceptance of this is really what was, this was really my life story. And um, there was a lot of anger at God, a lot of anger for a couple of years and um, getting to a place where I could, um, I, you know, I'll be honest, I just like duped it out with God. There were some <laughs> ugly conversations and it was intense. And um, in the whole time, I just felt like God, spirit, universe, whatever word you want to use, I'm not married to one word, but like that power greater than myself just held me and was like, I can take it all. I can take all this anger. And so just letting that happen and not pushing it down, not shoving it. Um, there's a degree to which any person grieving lives somewhat of a masked life because everybody else has moved on a lot faster than the person that was, you know, intimately close with this person. And so you're always a little bit of keeping up a little bit of I'm moving on. I'm fine to like a small percentage, but um, it takes a long time. And when you can allow that to happen and not realize it's not going to be the entirety of your life, you just let it evolve. Um, and then I also was bound and determined that this pain was not going to be wasted. I mean, I went through hell <laughs> to be honest. And I was like, this pain is not going to be wasted. So I turned and I used it. And for a long time, I was a grief therapist. You know, um, I didn't start that work till about two or three years after he passed. Cause I wanted to make sure I was a clean vessel doing that work. But, um, since then, I have used that experience and that, um, that time of having to really get present with myself. I had to get to know myself intimately. I had to be honest and real about what was happening in my life. I had to make peace with certain dreams not happening. And then I had to say, okay, what's next? And keep putting my foot forward and I uh, was blessed with great life coach. I was blessed with great therapist that helped me just kind of keep transitioning on into the next thing. Um, but I think at the, at the core of everything, there was a determination that this was not going to be the end of my story. It just wasn't. Hmm. And I, I have this belief that, that life hands us the hardest obstacles to teach us the biggest lessons. Uh, can, can Was there some large lessons that you learned through this journey? And can you share the, your, some of those top lessons that you learned? 
yeah, the, um, I came away with kind of three big lessons. And um, the first one is grace. Everyone, including myself, is doing the very best they can with what they've got. And grace to allow um, wherever I am in that moment to be where I'm at. Where I'm at. Um, I, I have a history of being very uh, shame driven that I'm not enough or not, you know, haven't achieved enough, haven't done enough, haven't become enough, all those things. And so for me coming out of this was grace and that I'm doing the best I can with what I got and where I'm at is quite all right. Second big lesson I came away with was gratitude. And um, this really helped me look at and realize that yes, we have these dark experiences in life, but there's also equal and opposite light in our lives at the same time. A close friend of mine had had me um, start a gratitude practice after he passed away. She had done that when her husband passed. And she said, Day, there are going to be days you don't want to do it, but do it anyway. Come up with three things. She goes, I don't care if it's as simple as warm, fuzzy socks or as deep and profound as the love you had for him, that you're grateful for that. Um, but it works. Gratitude works. And it, like I said, it really just helps bring in the light into so much darkness when you're going through these big obstacles. And the third lesson for me was growth. There's always room for more. There's always um, a next experience. And as long as I would allow myself to keep growing, I felt like I could keep thriving and going forward. And I, I love that you have really um, exemplified the growth aspect, especially when it comes to navigating the different career changes that you have taken and also moving halfway across the country alone. Like those are big, big growth steps. I think our connections, something's happened. Oh, are we there? There, I can hear you now. Um, I was just saying that you have exemplified growth uh, with the changes in your career and how you have allowed your career to grow with you, right? Like you, you transferred from grief coaching into transitional coaching now. Um, how can you walk us through some of that growth with your career and how that how that shifted over time? Yes, it's funny you ask that because just last night I was I was counting up my careers that I've had at this point, and, and I was like, Jenny, I think you've had about five or six so far, and <laughs> um, and I'm one of those that's okay. I'm not a you know I'm not a person that gets into something and stays 20, 30 years and gets the Rolex at the end. Um, I don't think many are in our society at this point, but so I started out, uh, right after college, I worked in a nonprofit and helped them with their national newsletter. And I realized, uh, nonprofit wasn't very profitable. So I left that and went to sales and did sales for a while. And then I was in uh, corporate training, which I loved and did a great job there. Worked, um, for, what is now part of Verizon, it was AirTouch Paging at the time, their paging division. Um, they went merged and formed with others to form Verizon. So I'd worked there and then I worked 
in corporate training uh, for the United Methodist Publishing House here in Nashville, worked with their national bookstore chain and traveled across, across the country, um, teaching customer service and sales and leadership within their store chain. And then um, there came a day when I couldn't do corporate America anymore. And I went total opposite. So I became a licensed massage therapist. <laughs> and um, so I went from this fast pace, you know, sales quotas. And I didn't have a sales quota, but, you know, helping others, training others who were working with sales quotas and all this pressure of, of deadlines and things like that to listening to Zen music, you know, <laughs> and massaging people and, um, you know, that kind of experience. And, and it, that right there was, you know, life-changing because it got me really more present in my life and really starting to have a great relationship with myself and with others. And so as a massage therapist, I'm working with folks and I realize that I'm only getting half the story. I believe that our physical self and our emotional self and our mental self, our spiritual self, they're all intertwined. And um, clients would come back with the same areas that were had tension and pain. And so I was like, something's in there, something I feel like um, emotional stress, whatever is in there. So I went and got my master's in counseling. It's in uh, marriage and family therapy. And I studied that route because I believe whatever family we grew up in, whether it's one on the streets or a blended family or a traditional looking unit, all those impact how we do life in the future. Uh, that's just where we learn. That's where we learn how to do money. That's how we learn how to do conflict. That's how we learn how to do affection, all those things. So, um, so I combined this experience of working with people on the physical plane with working with them on their emotional and mental health. And at the same time, I was studying Reiki, auric healing, Kabbalistic healing, all this kind of stuff um, to also work with folks in their spiritual plane. So now all that comes together at this point in my life. And um, now I serve as a transitions coach, helping people navigate big changes in their life. And I'm so excited that I've had all those past careers because all that lays the foundation work for what I'm doing now. And I can work with folks, you know, from various different backgrounds or different experiences they're having. So, um, you know, it's just been a fun ride through all these different careers. <laughs> I would say it gives you such a dynamic experience from both the traditional setting to the, you know, more um, out there, or uh, that's not the right word, but the, the healing modalities and those mm -hmm. different practices. Mm -hmm. And it really, um, something that I, I, I love about that is because a lot of times it's either, either one, one or mm -hmm. the other. And this gives such a holistic approach to to transition. So I'm curious, Jenny, um, given, you know, all of the knowledge and everything that you've accumulated, accumulated now, if you were to be able to go back in time and to give yourself uh, some advice, like right when you were going home from the hospital, is there is there any advice that you would have told yourself from your perspective now? 
I would tell myself to not isolate during the pain to healing happens in relationship. And so whether it's relationship with other people that are grieving relationship with family relationship with friends, uh, a faith community, a spiritual community, um, whatever it may be. And many times I'm just like, well, nobody wants to see this ugliness. Nobody wants to see this pain. And I would just hide out at home and um, would go to work and come straight home and, you know, grocery shop way late at night when people weren't at the store, things like that. And it did, did nothing but keep me in my pain to where that was all I saw. And so I'd say to myself, get out and go be with people. It happens in relationships. Yeah, we can be our own biggest enemies sometimes just inside of our own minds. Oh, so true. <laughs> <laughs> so so what what's what's through the future for you? What excites you now? What motivates you? What gets you going? Oh my goodness. Life is just fun. Life is great. <laughs> um I love what I do for a living. I love seeing people come out of these hurt places or stuck places or experiences of isolation that I've had and help them get to this place of freedom and place where they are thriving and where they're experiencing all kinds of joy. Um, Other things that motivate me are um, I have some great family members and precious niece and nephew that are young and older ones as well, but working with these, you know, being with my young ones and watching them grow and um, they're, you know, we joke and say they're kind of my adopted kids. <laughs> and um, it, um, I just, I just love every experience. I think what excites me is that it's okay that life is not all one way. There's a place for everything and for us to know what salt tastes like when for us to know what sugar tastes like we got to know what salt tastes like Mm -hmm. for us to know what light feels like we got to know what dark feels like and so I just get excited about this freedom that I have now that I don't take pain so seriously anymore Mm -hmm. and that I don't take fear or being stuck so seriously and I I can work through it and use it for good I think what everyone wants to know is have you, are you happily embracing the, the single life with your career or, or where, where did your headspace go after that? Cause I know that you had a set vision and dream. Well, I, I didn't date much for quite a few years after Robin passed away. Um, it, it was a little hard to uh, match that he broke the mold kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I started 2020 and I was like, I am getting back out there. I am ready to date. I've, you know, good Lord knows it's been long enough. And um, I'm just really ready for a high quality relationship. And then COVID happened. none of us went went too many places um but where I'm at now is like 
I I'm still single. I am dating and having a fabulous time. Um, some men come into my life for a short period of time, maybe one or two dates. Some men come into my life for a longer period of time, a couple of months, whatever. And I believe that there is someone that's coming into my life that will be long-term and that's just going to evolve when it evolves. And so that is exciting. That's going well and it has its place. And then my work is going well and it has its place. It just no work no longer defines me. Mm-hmm. I use it as a definition to cover up the fact that I never got to get married and have kids. And so who cares? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't get to have kids. Didn't get to get married for it. Okay. It's not a big a deal as I'm, I used to make it, you know? I could definitely feel this lightness in your energy around that. Um, and which is awesome because that's where we find happiness, right? Is what we just, yes. you know, if it, if it comes, it comes. Okay. <laughs> when I just back up and let the universe evolve as it does, uh, great things happen. It really does. And, and when you choose to live in your truth, which you have done and you are doing, and I love that you're not afraid to change and shift your careers, because that is something that we can get very caught are stuck into the career mindset. Like I have to stay in this one thing for my whole life. And, and you have allowed yourself to be fluid with life with the changes. It hasn't been easy. Obviously Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. have had to learn a lot of tools along the way, but I could definitely feel that ease coming from you. So, so Jenny, what if, if, if the audience were to just get three major points out of like everything that you've talked about and everything that you've learned through your journey, what are three takeaways that you would hope someone who maybe is experiencing grief or going through that uh, takes away from this conversation? Number one, pain isn't here to stay. If you let it happen, it'll pass on through. Um, Number two would be Um, evolution is not a bad thing. In in other words, let something new happen. You don't have to be committed to one set path your entire life. And number three would be to find that gratitude, to find that joy, regardless of what's going on, no matter how dark it is. Because you have to remember there is light, even when you're in a moment or or an experience of darkness, there is light out there. That's beautiful. So I know that some of y'all are going to want to continue to connect with Jenny. If y'all are going through a transition um, in your life, Jenny is here to help you. You, you. you heard about all of her experience and what she has gone through. So how can people continue to follow your journey, Jenny, and connect with you? There's two ways. Number one, um, follow me on Facebook. My profile is public. I'm constantly putting content out there, telling my story, talking about uh, transitions work and helpful tips. So there's one great way. And then also I have a website, emersoncoachingandconsulting.com. So check that out as well. And there's uh, ways to contact me straight through that. 
but would love to see you either on my uh, Facebook page or through the website. Awesome. And for all of my lazy listeners out there, you know, I always put all of the links in the description down below. So don't worry about typing that into your search bar. I've got you. Until next time, this is Jamila signing off. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Becoming the Big Me podcast. I know that you found value in hearing this story today, and I would love if you could show your support by going and grabbing a copy of our book, and you can do so by going to bit.ly slash greatconquest. You can also go to www.thegreatconquest.com for more information about each of the individuals involved in this process. Thanks again for tuning in.